living legend in the studio with us today. This is going to be awesome. D-Rock. Well. <laughs> Hit the music. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. He was a high school All-American, a college All-American. He was All-Pro in the NFL. But the thing that he's most proud of is during his show in Muncie, Indiana, he made a woman in the crowd laugh so hard, she shit her pants. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Pat McAfee! Let's get right to it. That laugh you just heard, somebody who obviously listens to the show all the time. <laughs> a living, I've never heard that before. A living legend, an entrepreneurial hero, a motivational speaker, inspirational man that just oozes from every part of his body. Four-time, 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 four-time New York Times bestselling author. You look on the internet, you will see his face, you will hear his words no matter where you're at. He's taken over everything. He's on Facebook. Every single scroll you take, you hear <laughs> motivational words coming from this man's mouth. It's just awesome. It's incredible to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Gary V. <laughs> Gary! I appreciate that. That's very nice. Gary, I hope so. Have you gotten a better intro before? Probably. Uh, you know, it's a top seven for sure. Nice. That's not bad. No. Top yeah. sevens, top eight, top ten. I'm can, a, I ask, I'm... can I ask you a question right off the bat? Yeah. This has all happened because... The voice, right? Like, people have been telling you that you're, like, a radio voice your whole life. No. Yeah, like, I, as soon as I, like, the first time I ever heard it, I'm like, oh, that's he why. He does they, definitely have he one. D- he yeah, has yeah, it. Yeah. Nobody's, I, you've not been hanging out with smart people. I agree. Yeah. I, if you look around the room, you're 100% right I like, there, I like how I set the tone and lose the entire crowd immediately. No, you got me, though. It's that's, just me, you, and yeah. now the audience. Our, our fans are well aware we're not the smartest posse. We're not going to argue. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. argue that. Yeah. yeah, but much like you, I think we got great street smarts, though. Yes. I think that's yeah. kind of our big thing. Let's get right into it. Sure. You flipped... Uh, your family, first of all, you came over from the Soviet Union. You lived in an apartment with eight other people in Queens. I did. Your family started a wine business, a corner store business. After college, you took over the day-to-day operations. Yes. It went from $3 million to $60 million a year in six years. That's right. Because you went to the internet. That's right. Okay. Asking for a friend. Yes. For the followers. <laughs> you are an incredible businessman. If you were somebody, for a friend, this yes, is for yes, a friend, yes. Gary. To turn down a job in which you are making immense amount of cash, yes, but you're entering a field where the cash and success is at a much higher ceiling, yes, like social media, right, digital content, yep. things like that. For a friend, this Gary. is a random person. Yeah, this yep. is just somebody random. Understood. Let's say they turn down a professional athletic right. contract, right, in the prime of their career, you would say. Yeah, probably yeah. the best <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some random guy, right, random dude. What would be your first little quip of information or advice to sign with the New York Jets <laughs> <laughs> so you know listen I th- listen when I heard this from afar what you were up to without knowing much uh, literally the first thing that ran through my head is somebody who loves business and loves you know media and podcasting and all the stuff that's going on and loves the and wants to buy the New York Jets yeah that's what I, I want to be an owner too and you know, and that's what that makes sense to me. Like what you did, and and what's interesting about what you did is it's a high risk move, except you executed fast. So that's the most intriguing. I can't wait to really look at your case study because I think it's a preview, not an anomaly. 
I genuinely believe that over the next decade, two decades, multiple athletes um, or other individuals in big fields like you know comedy or entertainment will come and reach out to you and and the same way that family businesses and entrepreneurs hit me up. 10,000 times a day, yours is a bigger, small, a bigger field with smaller amounts of people in it, but I see once a month you getting in a, and probably it's even, by the way, it's happening now. I'm sure people are randomly reaching out to you. I think it's, it means that you believe in yourself. It means, well, it means that you know that, you, listen, by the way, this happened to me. When I switched to the internet world from talking about just wine, first six years of my content was me sitting at a table drinking wine. That was Wine Library TV, right? That's right. Yeah. So when I made a video that Facebook should be worried about Twitter, the majority of the comments, and comments used to happen on blogs, there was no social media, you know, the yeah, comments- Age, sex, location. That's right. That's what you ASL, guys- ASL, baby. Yeah, you old guys. That's what you guys- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and by the way, spent most of our time making pretend we were a girl. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm a 24-year-old female from Florida. <laughs> Just rope, you know, roping our friends in. Chris uh, loved it. Uh, so, so the video, you know, yeah. The, what was interesting was the feedback was stay in your lane, you know, wine guy. Like, what do you think you're doing? And for me, I'm like, I'm a businessman. Like, you guys only know me as the guy who reviews wine, but I built the wine business before I did the wine videos. And that's what you think of yourself, right? Yes, you're, you know, this all American and every, you know, why didn't you say junior high? I noticed in the intro, high school. Well, junior high is very average. Had bad acne. Really? Yeah, I was really good at soccer, but not really good at it much anything mm. else. It was really high school. I took a turn. I think you should add that part. Junior high? Yeah, just it would add you know adversity to your career, and it would get more people to listen to the podcast. I think you would respect this as a businessman. In elementary school, I had a full cigarette operation happening in fifth grade. I was supplying the entire, <laughs> basically, my high school, my entire school district with cigarettes until I got caught. My first client flipped it in front of a teacher's face. She ratted me out with less than a minute. So I had a- I had Where a, is she now? Probably dead or in jail. If we I should find her. I don't think we should. No, I think we should find her. <laughs> What's her name? Mrs. What? I don't, I can't. I, no way <laughs> can I there? say that name. No way. Um, Stephanie's the first name. <laughs> <laughs> Last name starts with a C. Yeah. Well, um, no, listen, I think- R. Uh, uh, so here's the punchline. Listen, I think I think you've got to go all in. What got you to the highest level of what you did is going to get you to the highest level here. Clearly, you've got that energy. Yeah, man, I, I think it's fucking great. I, I think I think I'm excited. And I, you know, one of the things that's been interesting to me is that you know athletes used to want to be rappers and rappers wanted to be athletes, and now everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And so it's crazy for me on Instagram to see these 12 and 13 and 14 year old kids look up to me because that's the new thing. And I'm excited because I'm going to teach them practicality and hard work and not bullshit them. And I literally sit around and talk with my friends, family, wife. You know, I'm like, geez, we're going to impact people. This is really neat. And so I, that, that, I think that you just need to go all in blindly. And I think that's what you're good at. Well, I, you're 100% right. <laughs> I am really good at going all and, in blindly. And already another thing I've noticed in the limited seconds of auditing your world, you're also a good counterpuncher. I think you're pretty intuitive. What I like about you is the reason you go in blindly is that when you taste something, you react to it. And I think that is a big time skill. It's an intuitive thing. I'm sure it served you super well of like, oh shit, there's some big guy. I'll kick to the right instead of the left. And now in business, it's unlimited. So I think going in blindly with your crew, all positive vibes, full head 
steam ahead. And then when you're like, oh shit, that doesn't work, cool, let's do this. Oh, that's working, let's do triple that. Well, it's that. funny you say that because we're, we are. we are literally rebranding our company. So we're rebranding Barstool India into Barstool America because not only are we a voice for a city and for a state, we realize that we're becoming a voice for a lot more people in the Midwest, the heartland of the country. Not this terrorist New York City you guys live in that isn't even America. I don't know how the fuck you live here, Gary. I have no idea. I've got zero <laughs> hours of sleep last night. Zero. I have no idea. There that was- means you know exactly exactly how I live here. <laughs> if you, you got ze- if you got if you got 0 hours of sleep, you're only 24 months away by being seduced by this city. You know that, right? That's a long time. Two years? Yeah. Huh? In so you, two you're years, saying we sleep too much. No, we don't I'm, get enough Yes, fun? but I think that about everybody. But yeah. And by the way, I don't mean sleep too much. I think sleep is healthy. I think people aren't doing enough shit while they're awake. Yeah. You can do plenty of stuff ah. 17 hours a day. No, I mean you're getting seduced. It means you had too much fun or it was too interesting or you're working too hard and it's going to start switching your psyche and you're going to get seduced. You're going to come to New York once a month, then twice a month. And then all of a sudden you're going to wake up and you're going to be living in fucking I've been here like. two times in two weeks. Yep. The first time... I puked on a street. Yep. Second. <laughs> this time we're, we're going. We're cooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, your big thing is hustle. Hustler's hustle. That's, you are the hustler's hustle. Hustler, really. I, listen, you are. Look, I, think all, I look around this room. I think about all the people listening right now, and I think we're born with certain skills. Like, I just, look, listen, you want to complain? Like, I'm sorry. Some people are born extremely attractive, right? Like, Thank you. Know, you. You're like welcome. tactical dicks. You, you what the down. fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't you, know. You I'm, saw what just happened. I'm trying to build back up from the Raz yeah, earlier, so dumb. I'm going to go one by one. And <laughs> you're a dumb good look. You're a model. Good for you. Anyways, Gary, back Take to what us. you were saying. Um, you know, I, I just don't understand people dwelling and complaining. Like, listen, I really, really, really would have enjoyed being the quarterback of the New York Jets. But by fourth grade, I looked around, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be the quarterback of the Jets. (laughs) And so I said, you know what? Instead of being the quarterback of the Jets, I'm going to buy the Jets, right? And so, you know, that's, I I just think self-awareness and and not dwelling and complaining and figuring out what your advantage is, is a good strategy. And then once you figure out what you're decent at, if you're funny, Go fucking all in. Like, like if you're good at video games, I, I'm old, right? So mm-hmm. when I grew up, video games, Nintendo, Sega. You're not like, old, by the way. You're I'm 41. F- yeah, and everybody thinks you're an overnight success because right. you're just taking over the world right. now. But you've been grinding. But back in the day, whenever you and Todd were young, yep. black and white TVs, go right. ahead, what else? So it wasn't TVs yet. <laughs> Todd and I, Todd, we, we were using cups, you know, talking to each other with a string. Video games. The, the punchline is video games were huge with us, but it was new. It was like, you know, and parents were freaking out. Like, don't play fucking Super Mario. Like, why are you playing Mike Tyson's punch out? And then on and on and on. The reality is, all those kids that were forced to become lawyers and doctors that are listening right now, literally there are tons of dudes listening right now that hate their fucking job, that if their parents allowed them to play video games, they might be making $1.7 million a year being an esports star. They could be the Tony Hawk of esports given their age, yet they're miserable making, by the way, making 213000 a year, making 48000 a year. This is not about money. The amount of people I know that make 400000 a year, $3 million a year, and are miserable. That was is, me. Yeah. Well, were you really miserable? Yeah, I hated it. Straight up. Hated it. There's nothing really? I could do. Because wow. no matter how good I did, yeah. like let's say I did my job yep. as well as I could. Yes. And I, football, NFL is a, no matter what your position is, the NFL is an all-year focus. You have yes. to. You yes. can't, like, I used to get drunk when I was young because my body would bounce back. But once I got older and I wanted to be great, I decided I wanted to be great after I got arrested. Bill Polian told me, you'll use this arrest and you'll flip it into something special. And he was 100% right. It was at that moment I flipped I wanted to be great. It's a full-time focus. And whenever you play a position, 
position that you can't control the outcome of the game. Right, your happiness depends on wins and losses in the NFL. And when you play a position that you can't control your happiness, it gets to the point where you're like, "Fuck, I hate this." I yeah, I would, I, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in the NFL, you can't be happy if you lose. It's why I could never work for anybody in my life. I never did. Even when I started my dad's business, I kind of, you know, my yeah, dad took over day to day. Yeah, you took over day to day. Right. Out of, and by the way, only way you take over day to day in a family business, and I know a lot of people have family businesses that are listening, is I put in work at 14, 15, 16 and like kind of established my, you know, role. Right. Yeah. So I get it, man. Like think. By the way, that's why I'm never upset. I don't blame anybody for shit. I expect nothing from nobody. It all falls on your shoulders, 100%. right? When you're the boss. That's, I, and in life, I don't expect anything from people. I'm empathetic. They have their own shit. If I do somebody a favor, I never expect anything in return. The market is the market is the market. It's a solo thing, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Team sports, I've always struggled. I love them, but being a part of them, I always struggled with because not in control. You're, you're zero control, especially at punter. I mean, if I go out there, that means something bad happened. I'm, try- I'm try- go ahead. trying to set up the defense in a way, but yep. I can't score if we're down 10. I can't do I- It's just an interesting thing. Could make a game-saving tackle. You ever make a game-saving tackle? Gary, go ahead and Google me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You could do that. Yeah, that, hap- that happened a lot, especially in the year we were 2-14. and 14. I led our special teams in tackles. I think yep. I had 15 of them, which is astronomical. Yeah, might but 15, you might have had 15 random tackles. You know, enough enough about football where the game-saving tackles is very different. Well, Gary, anytime a punter or a kicker makes a tackle, it's a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So you seem like a crazy fucker. You might have run too no, far. No. <laughs> I got a brain, Gary. Okay, I'm not it, getting in it, there with it, the real it. athletes. I'm staying back. So we live in a society now. Yes. Okay? We do. Where we all we always <laughs> we live have. In a society. Always have, even when you guys were young. Yep. But we live in a society that's considered soft, right? The younger generation is considered soft. But the, the society is a hustler's paradise right now. There are so many ways to make money with social media, the YouTube, internet. It's the Twitter, internet. everything. It's the, by the way, it's the internet, right? The internet. All these things are built on top of it. But yeah. the big brain fuck was the internet itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that caused people, everything. young people now look to be an entrepreneur, where it used to be in our generation, most kids were wanted to follow in their father's footsteps. I want that job at four motor plant because yeah. it pays well and it's solid stability but now because the internet they're seeing all these it's different a avenues. Paradise. Yeah. it's a complete hustler's paradise and i even got tempted into it i mean it was something i see all these people make you got these internet models on instagram which the modern day porn stars do your thing whatever you got to do but you're getting naked on the internet you're making a lot of money but they're not it's soft porn it's modeling let's be fair they're modern day porn stars. If you go on Snapchat, but on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram they're just models. But they're Let's making be fair. great living, better yeah. living than my parents has ever did. Much better making fucking ten thousand dollars to take a picture with like uh, coconut water than making five hundred dollars an hour at an auto show, or worse, just like living life and being the pretty person in the office. Yep. So right. let's say somebody is sitting on the edge of wanting to become their own boss, right? So for three years, I wanted to retire. Every single off-season, I talked about it with my friends. I was done. I'm over this. I'm sick of this. And then finally, whenever I did stand-up, I like fell in love. I was like, all right, there's a world. I rented out the theater, sold the tickets myself, promoted it myself, was just excited. That was the poop moment? The... Lady shit herself, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I don't know if she... Like, for real? Yeah. She got kicked out because she smelled so bad. And they, so good. And my friends didn't tell me during the show that it happened. Well, it, like it happened while you were on stage. So it's, we can't. No, he needs that ammo. He could have crushed. Oh, it. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah thank you. He needed the context. Because yeah. in the video, before, you guys did a bad job. Thank you. Bad friends. <laughs> bad bad friends. friends. Trying to corral you in while you're on stage is impossible. Fair. That's fair. Actual statement. You're fair, right. Fair. And I was hot that night too. That's the Indian devil on stage. Once you're rolling, you're putting your life on the line. That was your moment. That was it. Yeah. 
Well, yep. my moment was the press conference that we had at Super Bowl, but that stage no, 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 is no. my stage. No, no, that was your moment. Yeah. So I actually called the shot, too, before I felt good at going into that night. It was my third time doing that set. I knew it like the back of my hand. I was like, here we go. And you told the crew, like, tonight's the night? I said it on video. Mm-hmm. I said, tonight's the night I make somebody shit their pants. And it happened. <laughs> and it actually happened. I it, yeah, I called it my shit. I called my I shit. I mean, so you, it's like you and Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah. And I think Babe Ruth, by the way, was Didn't like, do it. You know that, right? He didn't call that shot. No, but he has shitty pants. I like this. <laughs> You're saying times. I like this. He didn't call a shot. No, history changed that story. Yeah. Go, go look at the video. What did he do? He like fucking wiggled his bat a little yeah. bit. Well, I always thought it was like an ex-wife, and he was like, "Hey, bitch!" Like, like he yeah. was like, "This is where this yeah. one's going." Like talking. I mean, if it was know? the babe, it was definitely possible. <laughs> a lot of ex-wives. And that guy killed it. Yeah. He Imagine lived. being the only famous person on earth. Think about famous people and how much they dominate. Oh. Now. Think about being the only famous person. That's with what the ba- no cameras everywhere, no keeping up with you, everything you he, do. He won. He won it. He's he won. my guy. He's underrated. Yeah. As a legend or as what? A human. I agree. I think we should move Babe Ruth up with John Daly. John Daly and Babe Ruth are both climbing the scales of life every single day. You know, John Daly told us that. I asked him what his drink of choice is. What's your drink of choice? Wine? Yeah, absolutely. Right now, Barolo from Italy. I don't know what that means. Sounds well, I'll good. teach you. I, I have a very dude, in three, unsophisticated dude, in palate. in three years, with what's going on with you, you're going to live full-time in New York, you're going to drink wine, and your friends are going to hate you. If he lives in New York, yes. One of those that means we true. have to live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> the last part's already true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a factual statement. Can I come here every day? This is great. I love your crew. Good. This is good. This, this now makes so much sense. People grossly underestimate the impact of the three to four people around them. The amount of, again, I love talking to the listeners when I do podcasts. You're sitting there. If you want shit to change, one of the quickest ways to do it is to change the people you're hanging out with. Now, this is a rogue statement. These are boys from around the way. These are people you grew up with. I'm not talking about if you're good, if you're content. I'm talking about if you're miserable. If you're super upset, I think it's a really smart, practical strategy to take a good audit of your five or six people that are around you. Because my big thing is complaining. I just believe in this shit. I think there's only two groups of people that listen to people complain. One, the people that have to. Your mother. Psychiatrist. Well, yes, that as well. But like, your mom, right? You're like, your, your dad, your, your brother. And then group number two, your other loser friends. Like when you're like, oh, the system's fucked. They're like, yeah, the system's fucked. And it's over. In the NFL, they talk about guys getting small groups that they're getting fucked by coaches and by front office and, and stuff like it. that. And it's a cancer in your locker room. 100%. And it could be a cancer in people's life, is what you're saying as well. 100%. That's incredible. What and, were you saying? Uh, you were saying something good. John Daly. Right? John yeah. Daly. You Drink said you like Ryan. What was his? Jack Daniels? No. So me and John are very similar. Close. In, we are best friends. I paid for it, but we're. <laughs> I donated fifty grand to his uh, boys and girls club so we can become best friends. Uh, that's by the way, great. If you're listening back to listeners, if you have money, yeah. buy friends. All in on that. Me and John Daly are besties. The guy texted me the other day. It was cheap. I mean, if Randy the Macho Man Savage was still alive, oh. ooh yeah, I would. I would spend ungodly amounts of money for that friendship. Is you that like, your guy? That's, my, that that's is it. my all-time guy. What? When, when? Not even close. By the way, what was it about him? Well, first, Elizabeth probably made me yeah. a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a little bit I'm of that. You. Yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah, a big yeah. wrestling fan growing up? Yes, huge. Here's, Still am? Uh, less, but I'm historically hardcore. See, that's number one on my bucket list for future reference. To wrestle. To be a WWE. By the way, that's, a, that's the quickest. I think that will happen within 24 to 36 months. You're just going to be famous enough. 
Can't and, and they're going to leverage your fame in WrestleMania. So you're going to like jump. You're going to like. Ooh, you're going to have a good finishing move. Yeah, I'm gonna, a you're going to kick the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a punt. I'm a punt somebody yeah. in the face. Yeah. Um, Don't be a punt, Gary. Uh, <laughs> so. Macho, you know what it was? I'm anti-establishment, uh-huh. so I'll never go for the guy. So yeah. Hogan was eliminated. Right. I went on the Nikolai Volkov thing because I was rushing for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, I don't like Nikolai Volkov, you know? <laughs> and when Macho Man came in, it was game over, right? He was a bad guy. Uh-huh. He took a he took a screwdriver out in Madison Square Garden and nailed Tito Santana in the face and pinned him to win the Intercontinental Championship. He had Elizabeth. I was just around the age where that was interesting. Uh-huh. Like... He was the fucking guy. Did yeah, you do research? And when I found out, I apologize, and when I found out that he was leaping Lanny Poffo's brother, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that almost brought it down. <laughs> brought it down. Did you do research on Pac? Because you're, no. you're scratching everywhere he is. No. Yes. No. Jesus so Christ. I do, I, I, you'll find this interesting. This, and I, and I kind of gave you guys this compliment. I have, a, I have a similar gear. It's why I think I sense it. Now, you people may have to when they host and things of that nature, but D-Rock will tell you, and I'll have you on Ask Gary V, so you got to come and do that in a uh, couple yeah, you got months. it, by the way, because we're trying to build this. Yeah, and, I'll, and we'll get huge exposure. Um, <sighs> Great news. Amazing. Jesus Christ, uh, that's this I, business I've like, learned. I like coming in blind. Yeah, because you learn, because you ask questions that are inquisitive. First of all, I'm intuitive, right? Second of all, I suck at school and reading. I, I, you know what? I realized yesterday that my daughter, who's in second grade, is probably already a better reader than I am. Oh really? It, yeah. How do you tweet then? Because like I never read that's a book called, in my that's life. Called writing. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to read other in responses. You have I to mean, read. I, I read can, 140 characters I at a time. I can read. Okay. I'm not necessarily good at it, and I and I'm busy as shit, so I don't need to do work. You know, for example, stand up. Right. Yeah. When I do keynotes, business keynotes, I have that style. I'm more improv, right? I did this new show. It's coming out this summer with App for Apple, right? Where you got signed by Apple? No, Apple's got original shows coming out, and this summer they've got a show called Planet of the Apps, where Will I Am, Jessica Alba, Gwyneth Paltrow, and I are the four mentors. Oh wow! And apps pitch us, and it's like the voice, and we help them, right? And then we and then we help them raise capital from a VC. Holy fuck! Yeah, in two years you'll probably so you're take like my Shark seat. Tank for an app. Yeah, it's 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 a it's exactly it's, it meshes a lot of formats, right? Pitch, get a mentor, make the app better. Pitch a VC and like VC. gaming apps or like all all. Can apps. we get on there? Yeah, we're cooking a gaming app right now. You may be able to get on there, but I think it's going to be like one of those. You know, if it's a hit, instead of tens of thousands of people entering next year, there'll be millions. Right. And my intuition early on here is that you won't make an app good enough. Oh, good. Huh. That's yeah. great news. Huh. I yeah. would believe that. I don't, yeah. dis- I don't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I don't Early disagree. Lost the room. Early lost the room again. It's all right. We'll come Here's back. Here's why, though. Because you've got the, you know, the, the art part, but you need the science part. Yeah. I need to see the developer. Like, please be smart. This is where the Pat McAfee's of the world hire an outside agency to build the app instead of giving up 50% of the equity to a technical co-founder. Yeah, I would never give up equity. Right. Yeah, I That's why. everything. Right. You know, and, you know, 100% of zero... Do the math quick. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Biggest mistake everybody who's listening right now gets into the app world. They hire somebody to build it to keep the equity, yet they're in the tech business and they have no technical co-founder. We're getting ours wireframed. Sounds right. <laughs> we learned that word yesterday, yep. and we're real excited about it. Well on your way to losing $100,000. Can't wait. <laughs> I started a t-shirt company. I don't know if I can about t-shirt. I started a t-shirt company last that's year. That's different. Just to sponsor my friend's By car. Way, t-shirts are easy. 
Yes. Well, that's what you think. Well, I lost a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me rephrase. You're about to lose a million dollars in ads. <laughs> Can't wait to do it. I got fifty grand. It's in a John t-shirt D- app. It's an app for t-shirts. <laughs> Worst business model of all time. One point one million lost. Your big thing is execution, right? So back in the day, when I was younger, yep, I always thought if I like I've I feel like I have a bazillion good ideas. Right, which I've, is probably true. And I always, I'm always like, I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want anybody to steal my idea. But Stupid. what I've learned is growing up yep. is execution Smart. is the hardest part. Execution is everything, and in your business, that's really the whole art of everything, right? Execution. I think the reason I've popped um, is because I'm giving away all my best info for free. I think the reason people are watching is they're like, shit, this guy's giving this away for free, and it works. Like, so I do that because 99% of people don't do anything about it. Like the punchline is like I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you how to make content on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube that can lead to good things. Selling more homes, right? Getting a promotion. Like I like getting a boyfriend. A girl, like I can tell you what to do. The reality is somewhere in my late 20s, early 30s, I'm like, "Wait a minute. People don't do it." Hmm. And you're right. Execution. Back to wrestling. Bret Hart the excellence the best there is, best there was, the best, best there ever, ever did, will right? be. The excellence of execution, right? Like you think back, Macho Man. Why is WrestleMania three Macho Man versus Randy uh, versus Ricky Steamboat one of the top five matches of all time? The execution in that ring. Like these are real practitioners, not like fucking Ultimate Warrior who just like looked the part and couldn't wrestle for dick. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. You know, so I think that uh, you know, shot. I think that uh, I think that's. That's exactly right, man. And you know what? In your craft, you know it. Like, I, it's funny. Football's the one sport I really know. Yeah, right? diehard like, Jets fan. Diehard right? Jets fan have watched every snap since 1982. Sorry. Yep. Are you at the games? I'm at every home game. I went to I went to all 16 games two years ago. We played Monday night in New York last year. You did? You won? It was bad? I did a us. Scott Hall celebration. I didn't see it. Well, so I pinned you at the three-yard line after a poor You know what snap. this blows? Can you actually go back into <laughs> football? I'd like to, now I would actually, now it would be fun to watch. And you know, when you, it's fun. Yeah, a lot of people that I partied with, like, around the globe that didn't know anything about punting A, they enjoyed watching me punt, but they're going to enjoy me talking a lot more. You, I agree. I, I, I already enjoy it a lot more. Oh, good. You know. Well, you're a Jets fan. Yeah, it's true. So that happens. Now, how long did you play for the Colts? Eight years. Great. So you were there when we beat you in the playoffs in the first round, right? Yeah, that was because we called a fucking terrible timeout. You guys hit a game-winning field goal in overtime. Vinatieri hit a game-winner. It was a 52-yarder. We I remember. were down two. Did you, now, you only punted. You didn't do no, kickoffs, No, I kicked right? off two. Big, to I Cromartie. made the tackle. Yeah, you, you I, I made the tackle. You kicked off to Cromartie. Oh, Cromartie on the sideline. Yeah, and I right made in the front tackle. You made the tackle. Yeah, that was me. So it was your kick that set up Cromartie's long kickoff return that really won the game for us. Well, it was our number two going out of his lane, if I remember correctly. Right. It was to the right side. Our number right. two this got sucked to, inside. Yeah. But, but, but Which it goes is, back to everything I talked about well, at the that's beginning. Exactly right. But yeah. it is fair to say that it was your foot that was the last human to touch the ball before Cromartie caught it and went 50 yards to set up the game winner. Yeah. That is fair. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that isn't what set up the game winner. By the way, that was one... I, I totally understand. That we called a timeout. That so was a great night. Nick Folk had a 48-yarder yep. to win it. We call a timeout with eight seconds left. Because we're like, oh, yeah, we'll get the ball back. It wasn't fucking fourth down. So they took a shot down the right sideline, picked up 30 yards. It was now like Braylon a 25-yarder mm-hmm. or something like that. Knocks Braylon it through. Edwards. One of the worst timeouts I've ever seen in my in my entire life. It lost us the game to playoffs. I mean, I danced. Danced all over Indianapolis that night. 
And when I say dance, I didn't actually physically dance. I went to that place that has the. Do you dance? No, I went to that place that has it's Kilroy's. Yeah, love that fucking place. <laughs> yeah, that's like our place. It's- Dude, you know how many times I've been to Indy? Three. I've been to three Jet Indy games in Indy. The fucking bullshit AFC Championship game. How about the one where we purposely lost to you? Do you remember that no, one? No, I didn't go to that one, but that was the best. That got us into the playoffs. <laughs> and then we knocked you out. Yes, yeah. then you knocked us yeah. out. You were on that team? Yeah, that was my Fuck. rookie year. Yeah. You, you you won a Super Bowl your rookie year? No, we lost the Super oh, you're Bowl. Right. Saints, but we went undefeated. We didn't lose until we did it on purpose to, to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was you terrible. You literally let us in, and then we had a miracle run, and then we were like seriously in danger of beating you. I don't and think then, so. uh 17 to 6, and then you guys exploded. I don't remember that. But yeah. our team You was... were losing in, in, at halftime, just so you know. Of that game. Where were we? You were just a rookie and didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't even know how to punt at that point. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. I did not. Wait, if that's true, then the special teams coach was phenomenal? No. So you randomly Googled it? Yeah. I Googled Shane Leckler's film. (laughs) This is a true story. I watched... Shane Leckler doesn't know this, but I'm... Raiders? He was with the Raiders, and yeah. then he went to the Texans, and yep. we got to play him twice. But my entire rookie year and second year, I just watched film of him literally every single day trying to learn. Shane Leckler and I punt the exact same because I tried to mimic everything he did. And that was my rookie year. I had no idea You need him on this podcast. That's very important. It can be a huge theme of what you can learn from people's actions. You could change lives by having Shane on the show. I, uh other people's lives? Or yes. other <laughs> All humans' lives. All Based humans. on the way you mapped against Shane, that's what people... So, this is a good segue. I tell people... The reason I do a daily vlog on YouTube is, don't listen to what I'm saying. Watch what I'm doing. Right? Oh. Like, if I'm going all in on Instagram stories right now and putting out 20 pieces of content a day, that means I think it's smart. Right? If I'm going on the best podcasts in the world... Not this one, but Say the others. <laughs> you know, you know. Others. Yeah, others. Yeah. You know, that means that I think it's smart. You know, you knew that he was a big time player and yeah. had a huge success and you watched it. I'm stunned by how many people would rather read a book than watch the behavior of the people that are winning. Jesus We Christ. are not book readers here. Yeah, I've never read a book in my life. Right, but, but, it but makes Shane, a lot, when know, Shane Leckler told me like three years ago I was the guy, it was like the biggest moment in punting in my life. Right? That's really cool. Because he had no idea that I watched his film and then he was like, you're the guy. It was a gigantic moment. Hopefully that happens with me and you in like 10 years. I hope so. I hope so too. So you're in marketing now, right? That's what the... Yeah, VaynerMedia, the company that I run now, is. Uh, it's a really interesting company. I think you'll like this. This is like a chess move. I mean, let me ask you a question before I answer this. Did you literally, or did this manifest, did you literally think about being a big-time NFL player as a foundation for future things even when you were in college, or did you, like, two or three in, years in say, you know what? Here's a good story. Please. My junior year, I was on mushrooms in the off-season. Mushrooms? F- yeah. Okay. Just Me wondering. and my roommates in college were on mushrooms. Okay. It was, uh, I had missed two kicks against Pitt. Uh, that I thought my whole football career was over. I got death threats. I had 27 death threats. I had bottles thrown in my car in Morgantown, West Virginia. I was going to transfer. I was going to be done with football. I just didn't have it. I had a strong leg. I just didn't have it. My roommates and I took some mushrooms, and I literally had an epiphany. It was like a moment where my, my roommates were like, why don't you just try to make it, man? And then it spiraled into if you make the NFL, all your other dreams can come true because true. the NFL is such a gigantic platform. True. And it was on that moment that everything kind of changed. And I was going to use the NFL as a kind of a platform to take off. And that was kind of the plan the whole time. That's why whenever this all started cooking, it, it kind of all worked out. VaynerMedia is that for me to buy the Jets. 
the I realized in my late twenties, early thirties that I was only good at one thing. I, I always compare myself to Mariano Rivera of the Yankees. You know, he had this insane career, and he had other pitches, and he was a very nice. But slider. he had one pitch. He had that one cut. He had that one pitch. Right? Is that a slider or a cutter? Cutter. cutter. It, for for fucking know. twenty years, nobody could hit it. Like literally nobody. Edgar Martinez actually, weirdly enough, could hit it a little bit. <laughs> Nonetheless, I decided that's me. I'm good at other things. I'm terrible at most things, but I'm insane about understanding people's behavior about why they buy stuff and where they put their attention. It's always come intuitively to me. I just always know what people are going to do before they do it. That's why I invested in Facebook, in Twitter, in you know Uber and Snapchat years before they became Jesus big. Christ. Yeah, I've made a lot of money in that part of my life, but at the and height you, of that. And you figured all this out without taking shrooms. Correct. That's crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. That's insane that you didn't have to dig deep into your brain. Because, boy, mine was locked that is back amazing. there. I yeah. feel like my brain is on shrooms permanently. Like, it's yeah. defaulted. I'm so you know what I mean? It's defaulted in that. I gen- By the way, I actually think that. I actually think, you know that picture where it looks like two people are kissing or uh-huh. it's a glass of wine? Yeah. You know those things? I feel like the whole world looks at it one way and I just look at it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, stand-up comedians. That's the same comedians. Mushrooms, right? by the way, also a very important fresh ingredient for cooking. That's what uh, I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I was on a pizza. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient <laughs> and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community for home chefs. This one's a three-pager. I'm, it's, this is Jesus. a long one. They're a long Christ. one. Let's talk about impact on the community. This what? is in their ad rate. Blue yeah, Apron has established no, this is partnerships. Happening? This is happening for the next three fucking pages. Okay, With good. 150 I passed, local farms. I passed on Blue Apron when I was investing. Passed. Well, we're, I was wrong. We're was thirsty. Wrong. No, no, I was wrong. Keep going. The best it is, company. It's actually the good. greatest miss of my career. Yeah. Oh, I respect that. You didn't. No, even, no, oh. no. I passed on Uber twice in the Angel Round. Oh. I invested in it slightly after. I passed on Airbnb when it was Air Bed and Breakfast. I still look at that email. Gary V, we're huge fans. We'd love for you to invest in Air Bed and Breakfast. How about this? The mm. next time you get one of those emails, just let me know. I, I, love, I love throwing no, no, my no, money no, no, at no. shit. I'm, a, I'm acting cool right now. What I don't talk about is the hundred thousand dollar check I invested into Yobongo. Mm. What is that? I thought it was going to be Tinder, before Tinder. I was right mm. about the concept, but it didn't. Take I saw, off. I saw the company. I saw Grinder, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, that's going to happen with boys and girls. That's hundred percent. Grinder came before Tinder. I didn't know. Way that. before, like six years before. God. And I'm the like, homosexuals are so on to things at all times. Well, just- by the way, subgroups always, always right. Hip hop, like subcultures, always win. Everything comes from a subculture. So you have to watch subcultures and then decide if that's going to go mainstream. So hipsters lead the way, you're saying? Could. Do you think that everybody's going to play vinyl? We'll see. Grinder went mainstream, and so did Blue Apron. That business really <laughs> took off. Blue Apron has established skill. partnerships yeah. with over 150 local really farms, good. fisheries, and ranchers across the United here. States. <laughs> 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 Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. Those are responsibly raised animals. They have both parents. Their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. That's important. And Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for recipe. They're reducing food waste. Also key. Impact on households. Cooking together. Build strong families. Yes. Right? No more humans. No more povich. Right. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often and are 80% less likely to produce children that grow up to be serial killers. Households. Is that a national stat? 
Um, let's call it that. Diggs and I cook together all the time, and we are not producing any children or serial killers. I think you should think about it, by the way. Do you guys cook together? Yeah. You guys should adopt uh-huh. a kid. And you, guys should, you guys should start your own vlog about you guys cooking. Oh, and, that would and, be great. That's and take over guys. Pat. That's one take of the other over guys' Pat. things here, but... Yeah, you I like that. <laughs> I'm about to encourage these guys. Coup d'état, guys. Coup d'état. Hold on. I did a whole speech at a company last week, and I didn't know if I was supposed to motivate them to take the person in front of them's job or not who's in the room, and yeah. that's basically what I did. I do that all the time. I, I basically try to get everybody to quit. I get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak at a corporate retreat, and then I'm like, get out of here. And then the bosses are like, why did we... Yeah. I'm like, sorry. Speaking of quitting, don't quit, Todd. Don't we, quit on these ad reads, guys. My favorite. <laughs> It's the Spice Cod Tacos. It comes with 12 tortillas, almost a pound and a half of cod, Greek yogurt, lime, avocado, cucumber, lettuce, peanuts, cabbage, and cotilla. Cotija cheese. Oh, that's my favorite. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I have no idea what the hell you're saying. You're a sophisticated fucking palate. No, no, no. Can you spell it for know. me? C O T I J A. Oh, that's kacha. Kacha cheese. Is that true? It's Russian. We think you should you should know that. That should Gary. That's why you're here. That's Russian for penis. <laughs> cheese. Penis cheese. Penis cheese. It's when the some best. people hear blueapron.com, they think it's going to be a company that sells aprons that are blue, which is stupid because you can't just sell blue aprons. That business would fail. You have to sell all the colors. Mm. <laughs> Niches win. So when you think blueapron.com, I want you to think of a company that sells delicious, healthy, environmentally responsible meal kits. They're affordable and easy to make because that's what they are. They're affordable for less than $10 per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And they're easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card. Call to action, guys. Let's rally around this. This is what we need. This is what it's about. This is what the whole read is about. We need another page. We need a whole another page, but Three this pager, is what's Gary. important for our listeners. Everything else we said is important. This is the most important. Check out this week's menu and get your first. Three meals free wow. with free shipping. Your first of three that. meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash pat. That's P-A-T. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash pat. P-A-T. Because I thought it was P-silent-Z-A-Y-T. Well, Spell it for him. Yeah, it's P as in pterodactyl, A as in apple, T as in tsunami. Uh, <laughs> next question, uh, Gary. I want to talk to the audience. Real yeah. quick, audience. Um, let's start a campaign right now for Blue Apron. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, go to Twitter, and let's start uh, hashtag one page pat. Um, <laughs> let's God. prove to Blue Apron... That first of all, I love how you're natively integrating the ad. Thank you, thank you. But that ad is way too long. It's long, no, way too long. And oh. I only, I didn't read all. No, of it. I got it, I got it. That's and Blue Apron, Blue Apron's very smart, or their ad company's very smart to be sponsoring this. Sure. Very smart. It's a deal. Whatever you're charging, not enough. I'm being dead serious. I agree. Um, so I found out what the numbers are yesterday. So, but here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna help everybody. We're gonna help you. Okay. Appreciate we're gonna help it. you. Thank you. And we're gonna really help Blue Apron. Hashtag one page pat, right? If you want it to go to one page and you're committed to supporting Blue Apron because you don't want to listen to that horse shit anymore and you'd rather get two more minutes of the podcast so you'll just do what Blue Apron wants, which is do this thing, mm-hmm. but it has to now go to one page. I hope Blue Apron CEO and all their executives are listening and yeah. their VCs. That is way too long. And so I'm convinced that thousands of people here will actually do the Blue Apron thing to make it one page 
Hashtag one page. We love pack. you, Blue Apron, but it doesn't need to be three pages. Don't send us three pages. That was anymore. unbelievable. Let's get it down to one. I've lost all my energy. I'm finished. Yeah. Watch this. Go ahead. Next question. Hey, Gary. <laughs> so what I was thinking was, I'm in a I relationship I, with a lady. I don't, I don't know. Is it possible to build an empire and be in a relationship? No, you should break up. Seems like Blue mm. Apron's really killed Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in a relationship? I am, yeah. It's super hard. It is very, How very old difficult. Twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, listen, do you love her? Yeah, I'm a big fan of her. And how long have you been together? Like a year. We've known each other for a long time, though. Oh, you're gonna marry her? Probably. Okay. Well, that's is cool. it possible though? Well, We've look, been through some easy, battles here in easy, the last couple months. Easy. It's it's very easy, but it doesn't sound like what you just said makes it scary. Which is, you need, you need a fullback, bro. Oh. You need somebody mm. to clear the path. Yeah, take care of the home front, right? Let me work. You need somebody. You need old school, and that's kind of what we're when you're hungry. With. When you're hungry, when you're hungry, you need old school fullback. Like you don't, you know, you need a fullback or a cheerleader. You definitely don't need a wide receiver. Oh, when you're hungry, when you're hungry, wow. When you're hungry, yeah. And and that's self awareness. Like like you need to find a partner in life. This is not. I'm not trying to be cool or anything. I, I, this is by the way. This is the advice I'm, I give most of my female entrepreneurs that I invest in. Yeah. This is not boy advice. This is human advice. Yeah. You have to know who you are. Do they get all the football references? Uh, the fullback sure. wide receiver. Nice. Sure. All right. Uh, plenty. Like, you have cool I only in, I only invest in female <laughs> entrepreneurs that know everything about football. Right. I'm like, what's a gunner? They're like, uh, you know, so, by the way, 98% of dudes don't know what a fucking <laughs> gunner right. is. Yeah, you're 100% right. So pissed. Yeah. Anyway, you know what my favorite football move is? I'll go back to your answer. Huh. When the Jets establish their roster, I buy the jerseys of the 45th to 53rd player. All of them. Custom. Respect that. Like Tanner Purdom, like Long Snapper, like all of them. And then I wear them. And then at the stadium, people come up to me like, hey, bro, cool, nice jersey. That's your last name? I'm like, no dick. That's your Long Snapper. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's basically how I establish my fandom. Yeah. So anyway, if you're a hardcore fan, that's the move. Anyway. You need a fullback or a cheerleader. If because the problem is, is when you're hungry, you only have one gear. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody supporting that by clearing the way or cheering for it, it's going to create friction. Yeah. The end. And you have a lady you've been with for a long time. Thirteen years, and Lizzie's like the only reason I'm pulling off this shit. Well, that's what I think. That's what Sam's becoming, though. Sam, her and I, the the transition into this, the whole. Barstool Sports, busy all the fucking time. We are right. busy all the right. time. More right. busy than I ever was in the right. NFL. Right, it was so much cooler to be like, my husband's a football, NFL football <laughs> player, right? Or my boyfriend's an NFL football player instead of like, my boyfriend's a podcaster. Well, <laughs> I don't know if she says that or not. I have no idea if she's... I she says it. You think so? Yeah! I don't think she said her boyfriend What's was up a with punter. your boyfriend or... What's up with your boyfriend? Oh, he's a former NFL player. Yeah, that's First guaranteed. Line. That's guaranteed what happened. That's money in the bank. I don't think so. I think Sam's a All big right, fan. Wait, hold on. This is your homie crew. We're doing an official vote. We're doing an official vote. You go. Diggs. I think she says former NFL player. Good. Next. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, next. I say she says comedian. Next. Yeah. yeah. No, no NFL. Comedian. She's, she's, two pretty two. Big, she's a pretty big fan of the comedy. Yeah. Here's she, the punchline. Comedy, Pat. Two really good friends. Yeah. Two people you got to keep your eye on. <laughs> two guys that want me single over there. Two guys that are about to no, start. No, 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 no. They don't want I, to. I'm very thankful for Sam because I make this joke all the time. We don't want to do We, we could not handle your undivided attention. Yeah. Single so. Pat is a nightmare for us because his brain does not fucking stop. Yeah. Late night texts, late night calls. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. You can't out-intensify me, bro. Let's just be I friends. believe that. 
Like, I, I, like I don't know. Well, face. try. I just drank some Total War this morning. <laughs> we'll You're drinking try. coffee. I drank Total War this morning. I'm going to drink four sips. It's comfort food. Wait till you see how full it is when I leave. There's this electricity clashing right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> no, I love, I look up to you. So I really, I'm really happy you came in here. When you reach out to be on our show, yep. I've never been more excited in my I'm life. pretty fascinated, I'm going to tell you, sitting in this chair. And I'm also going to work on an impression of you because you have the most fucking <laughs> cool persona that He's matches your voice uh, ever. Dude, you, that's, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh-huh. Number two, you're really doing it, man. Like, listen, I watch everything. I spend my life looking at culture, and whether it's hip-hop and spending times with Kyle or Russ or Logic, or I'm looking at comedians, I'm spending a lot of time looking at that space. I look at everything that's happening, podcasting, vlogging, personal brands on Instagram. You are really doing this, mm. and my one massive piece of advice would be step on the throat of this opportunity. Oh, Go wow. harder. This is a moment in time. Like, listen, it ebbs and flows. I'm always going to be a winner, and I've always won, but I've been through three cycles when it was better, right? Like I should have collected more emails and did more Google AdWords. That's how it got from three to 60. I was right. I should have went harder, right? YouTube, I was one of the first people on it. Four months into YouTube, I should have went harder, right? Twitter, I went hard. I got my value. Like when you have your moment, I have my moment right now, I'm going hard, like hard, like I've never worked harder. Like I'll, you know, it's 6 a.m. to one in the morning. Like this is your moment. And somebody's going to watch this, and I mean this whole thing that you're doing, and they're going to do the same move. And they're going to be cooler than a punter. I, I mean so. it. I mean it. I don't think so. Now, my intuition is they might not be more talented than you, right? Like at this. But this is a moment, bro. You're winning. You've got the hearts and minds of a lot of people. You've got real fucking magic inside of you. You just need to, like, you should be, be a guest on every single top 100 podcast over the next 120 days. I'm ready to run through a fucking wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had that idea because we had the same idea. Yeah, he's got to go on a pub run, right? Dude, he, he's got to hit him. Not enough people listen, know who the fuck I am. Uh, yeah. Listen, a lot do. But you need to go cross-pollinate. You resonate with everybody. This isn't the cliche. Listen, this is my, my one man's point of view. This isn't the cliche thing that I think a lot of people are thinking, which is like, oh, good. He's hit the whole middle America, Arkansas Rick demo. Dude, you're an authentic human being. You'll win with 41-year-old females. You'll win with 22-year-old Latinos in, in, in San Antonio. Okay, estamos bien. You'll just win. You need to go hack culture. What that means is you need more awareness and exposure and not just a niche that comes to you, which means you got to go work. You got to go show up on shit. Oh. You need to go reach out to vlogs. How the and- fuck do we get there, though? Like, we, we have no idea how to get there. I'll we're- tell you. Awesome. Not only will I tell you, I'll let you take an employee or two from VaynerMedia to work for you. I'm being dead serious what I'm saying. And by the way, this is not me being Mother Teresa. I've got a problem. I'm creating so much talent at VaynerMedia that I can't feed them all. Like the company's just not going to be big enough, and they're all a lot of them are winners, and like you, like this is Barstool, the company, and you specifically. I, you know, we mainly hire people that are into football. So I've got unlimited. I've got kids that can absolutely bring you huge value. Uh, or you could figure it out yourself. You got a whole crew here. I don't care. Just do it. We'll take a couple of your guys. <laughs> we have a couple guys that we. Signed we have no ego that we've had to this. fire immediately. We had a guy named Cervix Killer. Uh, that was his nickname. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing right immediately off the jump, but he started sexually harassing one of the other he tried to kill the wrong cervix. Yeah. Which, you know, is out of character for a guy that shows up at the interview wearing a cervix killer t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we expect, but that would be incredible. He us there. For a future you, reference. You, so, need, you need to hack. You need to show up on vlogs, right? Like, like, do you know, do you know what's going on, on YouTube with all these families that are vlogging their lives? Right? No. So, like, basically reality TV shows, just like a whole couple with two kids and, like, millions of views, right? You need to just show up to, like, their house in Ohio and teach the kid how to play soccer. Boom. 30,000 more people listening to your podcast. You need to show up on Rogan's podcast, right? Boom, explosion. You need to show up on, you know, you need to go and become friendly with some hip-hop artists, Rich the Kid, million followers on Instagram. Like, you've got it. Now you're either going to run hard or you're going to run super hard or you're going to run kind. You're running hard. Like, that's just you? Yeah. One. You want me to go super hard? I do. Only because you have a moment right now. Like, you could yeah. literally, like, you could be the, I mean, I genuinely think you're going to host the ESPYs in three years. Fuck ESPN. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think. How about we have our own version of the ESPYs? No, no. We create our no, own award right. show. I understand what you're By saying. By the way, everybody says, fuck Facebook, it's fucking me. I'm like, no, 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 you need to fuck it back. Take people out of it. Yeah. You can say fuck ESPN until you go on the ESPYs and you siphon all those fans. It's the best to go into enemy territory. I go do interviews with certain people that I don't love. To siphon people out of it. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, Gary. Yep. Who do I hate? ESPN. I got to go to ESPN. You hate a lot of people. Bro. I hate a lot of. Well, people. we have this fight with you all Andrew the time. Luck. We, and you had no trouble running Andrew hard. Luck. He's I'm just kidding. showing just you the right path to run on. <laughs> I'm just you know trying to mean? get headlines. <laughs> McAfee hates luck. That's what ESPN. Will By the way, he's an awesome kid, isn't he? Incredible. He's human. hungry as fuck. I really. He I better, wish he was more you know of an asshole. He better win a Super Bowl. That's like running through my head. I'm like, that's going to be fun to watch from afar because I'm a huge Patrick Ewing fan, and that means misery loves company, and I want other all-time greats to not win championships. Dan Marino. I hate that fucker. How come? Because I'm a diehard Jets fan. Jets guy. Oh, yeah, do you understand? No. I mean, the things that, you know. You're right. Do you know how, bro, do you know, how, you, know, you know how lucky I am that NFL had realignment? The NFL realigned Peyton's rookie year. The Colts were in the Jets division. That yeah, would have been just like had to we would Tom instead. It would no no, it would have been both of them. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been four automatic losses a year. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Yeah. laughs> Little fun fact for the kids at home. So you you legit are a diehard. Do the Jets know that you're a diehard fan and that you plan on buying them? Yep. What's the owner name? Woody, Woody Johnson? Woody Johnson? Does yep. he know that you plan on buying from him? I'm not sure. I don't care. Because because he's not selling. And I hope he has a nice long life. And I'm 30 years younger, and it's the natural progression of human beings. When right? I talked to Jim Irsay in yeah. my retirement, yep. which was an hour and a half conversation with him about everything, it was an incredible convo. I told him I never wanted to be a player, never want to be a coach, don't want to be a scout, don't want to be a GM. I want to own the Colts one day. And he was like so taken back by it. But then he like gave me like a real conversation about I love it. it. And I think the NFL owners are getting comfortable. They're just they're getting comfortable. Anybody gets comfortable when you're a billionaire. Making billions. <laughs> what is the end game for you? What's the end game for you? Owning the seven Jets? Seven Super Bowls. So owning the Jets and winning seven Super Bowls is the end game for Gary Vee. 100%. And then, and then like, there'll be a movie, right? Because it was a kid from Russia who always said he was going to own the Jets, and then he did. And then I'm going to inspire some 13-year-old girl in Chattanooga, Tennessee to do something similar. Do you think about your story with every decision you make? Yes. Me too. 100%. Who plays you in the movie? Somebody ridiculously fucking handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, Do, handsome. You know, I don't know if you know this. My brother, AJ, he uh, started VaynerMedia with me. He left a year and a half, about a year ago. 
he has Crohn's disease, right? And so the pressure, we went from 30 to 800 people. And you're managing people. And that shit sucks. You guys know yet. You but know, not fires. I'm a firefighter. I say it all the time. That's what I do for a living. I'm going to leave this booth. We're going to high five. New friends. We're pumped. We like each other. Yeah, you're and giving us I'm gonna uh, open. I'm going to open my phone. It's going to be four texts and 137 emails. And it's all going to be shit. That's my life. But that's what you do when you're number one, right? Anyway, my brother leaves. He doesn't know what he wants to do. We decide earlier, a couple months earlier, I bought a small sports agency out of Boston and New York called Symmetry Sports. They only had four guys. Uh, Matt Paradis was their big hit. Six-round center from Boise. You know, all pro now for the Broncos. Great kid. Little, small guys. Couldn't really ever play at the biggest leagues of agency world. Um, but I wanted to learn it. So I bought it. Passive. Just to watch it. AJ decides to jump in and run it. We rebranded it to Vayner Sports, and I'm about to dominate over the next five years the sports agency world. Do you know how many so, agents I've fired? How many? Five. True? Yep. Good. I want to be able to close every single punter prospect for the rest of my life because of you. That would be no problem. Great. I'm the, I don't want to say that I'm the leader of the punters, but I am the, every high school kid that kicks You're the punts. lord of the punters. I, I think like that's that. a I like that. You're the lord of the punters. Yeah. D-Rock, new custom t-shirt. We're doing this. Lord of the Punters. Find it at barstoolsports.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> extra large? Yeah. Extra large. I'm barely. Lord of the Punters. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's a good If there's a single punter in not this draft coming up, next year's draft, that gets drafted, that doesn't sign with Vayner Sports, we're, lo- we're losers. You're, you're, no, you know what? You're, you're right. Yeah, you're it's 100% my fault. Yeah. But it's very easy to tell which punter's going to make it and which kicker's going to make it. Great. In the, uh, in the college. Great. Very easy. Got a gigantic leg, going to make it. Baby leg, not going to make it. Easy as that. I happen to have the biggest of them. <laughs> <laughs> that just gave us a design idea for Lord of the Punches. <laughs> Gigantic fucking leg. leg right there. Do you follow other sports? NHL? NBA. I was a big hockey fan, but the, once my teams win a championship, I'm out. So the 94 Rangers win the cup? Climax. Shout. Yeah. That's it. I'm all about the climb. Once I win, I'm out. But you won seven championships at the Jets. Don't you well, think that the history of you is going to make you drop out after you win a Super Bowl as an owner? Maybe. That's a very good observation. You know what I'm more scared of? Actually winning one before I buy them. I don't know what's going to happen. It could get fucked up. It makes for a better movie if you just leave after that one because it would get kind of redundant. I don't think you have <laughs> Showing seven wins. You know I don't think you have to worry about them winning one. Yeah, that's what everybody says until they go 2-14 and 14 this year, take Darnold, right, from USC next year and go and actually win. Like, the pro- like listen, I love losing. I, I, you know, learn. I love losing all these people. I love all these Patriot fans, friends I have, right? Who live in other parts, but listen, you live in Boston, Mazel Tov, New Hampshire, Vermont, Mazel Tov. You live in fucking Detroit and you're a Patriots fan. It's the quickest tell that you're a loser. You were using, (laughs) you were using, it is. By the way, I'm not joking. If you are a fan of a great sports franchise and you do not live in that market, let me tell you who, who you are. You're a fucking loser. Let me explain. It's because you need an outside thing to give you self-esteem. You want other people to deploy self-esteem into your body. You don't have it yourself. Period. Do you read tweets that are uh, compliments? Of course. I, I, I love I, them. I, I, I need compliments 24-7, 365. Me too. I fucking love They're them. They're my oxygen. I would take a compliment from anybody. And I also love fucking Gary Vee, your bullshit artist. I don't believe anything you say. I love that too. Chips on shoulder. But, you don't understand. I'm unbeatable. You give me compliments, I grow. I fucking love it. You fucking diss my shit, I fucking grow because I want to slice your throat. Oh, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. Right <laughs> <laughs> but right? I mean, like yeah. it's, a, it's a win-win. When you're in a good place... When you know your intent, when you've figured yourself out, 
it's game over. How many years is it going to take for you to buy the Jets, you think? Have you mapped 20, that out yet? 20, 20, 20 more I, years of dominance. Yeah because, I don't, yeah, because I don't do things that create the kind of wealth overnight. I'm not inventing Uber. You're chess, not checkers. 100%. I learned that on uh, Bull the other day. It's true. It's a, I use that analogy all the time. That's exactly what I am. I'm patient as fuck. I like the narrative. I enjoy the climb. It's great. Just a hustler. Just a grinder, like just willing to out. I think I can outwill everybody. Jesus Christ! You said that you will. You will uh, Xavier into winning the. I did. Did you hear about the Bud Light Busters? Nope. So Bud Light Busters was something that Barstool Sports together. They got paid by Bud Light. Okay. I did not. But everybody, every personality in the Barstool Sports drafted one team that was seated nine or lower, and you had to pick a team that made it to Sweet Sixteen. And I took Xavier. Only team to do it. Only team to make it in the whole company. Do you know and what I call this? I willed the fuck. I motivated the shit out of those kids. Do you know what I call this? What's that? The Jorge Cantu rule. Okay. Don't know who he is. Sounds like a Mexican. Let's do it. Jorge Cantu is a baseball player who was a non-prospect. I picked him up on waivers in fantasy baseball a decade <laughs> or two ago. He lost his mind. He's, <laughs> the guy batted like 290 with 30 homers. He, he lost his shit. Had 100-plus RBIs, came out of left field, right? Literally. Cool. I then trade him because his max value. He's out of his mind. Shits the bed. Can't play baseball anymore. I pick him back up. Dominates her. <laughs> back in the game. Back in the game. If Brandon Warnicky is listening to this right now, we have a... It happened yesterday. I pick up Benoit, the fucking close, the setup man for the Phillies, an hour later... New closer. It's supposed to be the setup guy? Nope. Benoit. I willed it. How good do you feel about that? Because I felt real good about Xavier. The I best. celebrated hard in Vegas. Bro, I honestly believe it. Yeah. Like, like it's. I know it makes no logical sense. I know 10,000 people just said, this fucking guy. I'm sorry. I believe it. Do you speak things into existence? Listen, I think the answer is yes, because then I go do something about puts it. Puts pressure on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like I don't sit in my it couch and say, on you, right? I'm going to be a millionaire, and then like jerk off while I'm playing Madden all day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I say, I'm going to be a millionaire, and then I go work. 20- Although, that's a good time, too. No, that's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it does you know, put pressure on yourself, because if you run your mouth about it, you got you to you back it up with your this ass. This has been a funny theme the last couple of days. I keep pointing to D-Rock, because he follows me and knows everything that's been going on. Great we, nickname, we, like we... Well, his name's David Rock. I mean, did he win or what? Yeah. <laughs> if my I would have won with The Rock. Pat, before Dwayne if my Johnson name, If my name was David Rock, I'd be seven times bigger. <laughs> That's true. I agree. That's true. Anyway. I agree. You know, like, look, Muhammad Ali runs his fucking mouth. He executes and he's the greatest. Right. You, you know, all the people that I can't mention right now that ran their mouth, people in the neighborhood make fun of them. I mean, it's, it's very yeah. basic. I'm mm-hmm. not scared to run my mouth, and I do. I'm running my mouth that I'm going to buy a $4 billion thing. Yeah, but it puts pressure on you to fucking do it. I laugh with my, I, I laugh with my inner circle. I say shit like, man, I'm, I could literally end up becoming a billionaire and get shit on because I didn't accomplish it. <laughs> <laughs> like, first dude ever that likes the worst. I'm like the worst billionaire ever. <laughs> you, remember, you remember Gary saying he's going to buy the fucking jet? What a loser. <laughs> All he got was a billion dollars. You need four, you fucking idiot. He just owns the Bengals, that loser. <laughs> <laughs> he owns an arena league team. <laughs> What's the next sport to be big, lacrosse? Esports. Esports is going to be the biggest sport in America besides the NFL and NBA. Why don't you put together this league? And the, this is an idea. 
Go ahead. So in England, whenever we played over there, uh, don't know why, but the NFL, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered, they're trying to spread to the Europe, whatever. Uh, don't know how it's going to work if they put a team over there. won't work. Whatever. But they have, for the UEFA League, yep. they have an e-game team that represents each one of them. And the night before they play... FIFA. They play FIFA against yep. each other. Why doesn't the NFL have Madden teams that do that? Why doesn't you? Why don't you put that together? I don't want to do anything that is at the mercy of the IP of somebody else. It's the macro version of what you didn't like. Yeah, I will never do that because I don't need to fuck with the shield. Got you. Got it. Yeah, I'd rather create the hacky sack league or the thumb wrestling league or the pencil fighting league, something that's agnostic that I can completely own. That's why. Got you. Do you it's, think it's literally the macro of what you said earlier? And the NFL will probably end up doing this at some point, but they'll be ten years behind. Yeah, the thing that people make a mistake on with social media is they do things, shady stuff, but Facebook, and they think they're tricking Facebook and Instagram. They know what's going on. How do we get better at Facebook? You actually know the art and the science behind how to get better at it. Like, first of all, you should never do a podcast again without it being filmed, ever. And we film it. Great. Then you should cut at least 13 to 20 different moments into 40, 50, 60 second videos, and then you should amplify them. You should run 100 to $500 worth of ads on every single post on Facebook against cult fans. You should compound it. Jesus Christ. Right? Somebody so write that so Karen, write that Karen 49-year-old Karen, who's a Colts fan, sees it in her Facebook feed. It's you, right? You, now, you know you're targeting Colt fans, so you may put in the Colt logo or say the word Colts or whatever you can do, right? She's like, oh, yeah. Because remember, she's passive. She's a passive NFL fan. She's like, oh, yeah, Pat, I liked him. He was always charismatic. He had a good personality. She shares it with her nephew, who's, you know, maybe not paying attention to podcasting right this second. It just compounds, man. The right strategy always works. Look, I, this is fun to say to you. The subtleties of what you were looking at with Leckler doing his thing, yeah. they're not things that us five would really fully get, right? It's yeah. so subtle. And that's why I went on social media. It's subtle. It's the, it's the actual hashtags you use. It's the actual filter you use. So the it's fact the that, time that you post it. Right, what times are best? Well, uh, you don't have to tell us. Don't tell us no, now. No, no, I'll tell you because I want everybody at home to win. Okay. I don't know. Jesus but you've got to do. What the fuck just happened? All the time. I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> All of them could work. It's different shit. Your demo. I think late nights are interesting. I think Instagram's interesting. I think you, you have to have a real Snapchat campaign. You should never do an event ever again without buying a custom filter that's funny with a drawing of your face on it. There's a lot of strategies here, man. God, Jesus. This is not by accident. This is you're relying right now on your talent. You need to deploy real strategy to compound it. Well, with that being said. Let's go fucking do something. Let's go yeah. take over the world. <laughs> I mean, fucking kill it. Let's go take over the world, Gary. Uh, speaking of taking over the world, Blue Apron. <laughs> do you have any more? I do not. Good. Good. Perfect. The NHL playoffs start tonight. <laughs> Who's, who plays, Nick? We got we got the Pens playing in Columbus. Pens win. You think? Yeah. Let's hope so. Pens are going to win that only because I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm a very... I got to go. Yeah. So, I yep. have a meeting. Go ahead, man. Uh, Facebook.com slash Gary. Yep. Gary V-E-E. On everything else. I'll answer any fucking question. Just put hashtag Pat and Gary. All nice. of them. I'm going to answer every fucking question. I can't wait to just ask you a hundred questions. Hashtag Pat and Gary. Thanks everyone. Take care. Thanks Gary. You're awesome. Real pleasure. You're the fucking man. That was fun. Appreciate it, man. That's that was awesome. a lot of fun. Holy shit. That was a tornado of energy. Unbelievable. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how to just describe what just happened. Well, I've never sat across from a table... From 
next to somebody from that world and heard them speak like four feet from me. It's pretty, I was kind of awestruck. It's 400 degrees in here, and he just brought a fucking ton, just dropped knowledge everywhere. Bang, bang, bang. Well, Pat's a talker, and I love when someone else can captivate him. Yeah. And can talk and talk and talk, and he's actually listening because you can see him. You can see the wheels turning up there. Yeah. Well, the guy's a fucking mogul right now, and we need to re-listen to that like twelve times just to make sure we get everything. Uh, and we need to use the hashtag Pat and Gary and ask him a lot of questions. <laughs> and the email he just gave to us. Anyways, back to you, Nick. What is the what is the hockey schedule? So tonight, Pens play Columbus. So tonight, yeah, Pens play Columbus. We got the Bruins and the Senators. That's gonna be a really good series. And then uh, the other one that's gonna be really interesting out of the East is the Rangers and Canadians. That's gonna be tight. Who who are your picks for winner? Who should I bet on? Uh, I like I like the Rangers. I like the Pens in six, and I like the Bruins in six as well. Nick, what's your end game? My end game in life in what in the NHL? What, what where are we going with this? Gary You're P. supposed to immediately say own the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I don't want to. You've the learned nothing from this episode. I don't want to own the Penguins. Okay. You just want to own the world. Nice. Uh, we we got a lot of sh- shit to worry about other than the Penguins right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> let, let Mario do his thing. The the goat in the NHL owns the Penguins right now. Okay. Let him do it. I want to own North Korea. We can do that. Okay. Possible. Pro- well, actually, it'll be for Celsius. <laughs> actually. Oh, time now for the Kim Jong Un update <laughs> from the Pat Show. We just transitioned from NHL. <laughs> Straight to fucking Kim Jim Kong. What happened? So bear with me here because there's two. Kim Jong Un plans to become the king of Korea as the dictator plots to merge North and South is? Korea. Is he not? No, he wants to take oh, over the all South. All the too. Koreas. He oh. wants all the Koreas. The 33 year old leader who has threatened Western nations with his nuclear missile test reportedly will never ever give up on his nuclear arson. He wants to become the king of Korea. He can't send a missile further than I can punt a ball. And he wants to take over all of the Koreas? If he goes all the way to the south of North Korea, I think he can get one into South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> right before that DMZ, yeah, that right. demilitarized zone, just launch one from I there. I think he might be able to get one in. I think he'll reach it. He's telling Trump he's not afraid of the missile strikes on Syria. Everybody said he's going into hiding. Though. Everybody they, was saying he went into hiding. They said these strikes are unforgivable and that the U.S. moves justify the nuclear and ballistic missile programs that North Korea has been building, awesome. stating it's the right choice a million times over. We'll bolster up in every way our capability for self-defense to cope with the U.S. ever more reckless moves for a war and defend ourselves with our own force. So in 10 years when they can send a nuke, they're going to come after us? There's going to yeah. be a whole new president, yep. a whole new world. That's yep. when he's going to come after us in 10 years? Yeah. I saw a little fun story. They're putting lasers on planes and shit now. The U.S. Army lasers. We're on the lasers now. Oh, we've had those on drones. For yeah, a while. they're putting. Them, We're just yeah. like, like like Austin Powers. Yes, Doctor Evil lasers like, like Star yes. Wars. Like, like pew, 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 and you're pew, gone. Pew, pew. This is the future. Yes, we're here. We I knew we've been working with aliens. I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's where we got the technology. You know it. Some alien aircraft yes. crashed here. Had to. And they studied it, and they learned how to make. We've mount, been, we've been over mount lasers on aircraft. We've already talked about it. If you've listened to our show, you already yeah. know that we believe Steve Jobs hooked up with aliens. That's how this uh, computer that was the size of an entire building is now in your pocket. Better, faster, everything's better. You have a. We were on something yesterday when we flew here to New York that's the size of a building, and it's flying. Yeah. The Wright brothers could barely get off the beach. A couple aliens come down. Now we're fucking flying 35,000 feet. I believe the aliens are helping us out, and I think we should just go into North Korea and just fuck their whole world up with the future. Just laser bomb the shit out of Jim Kong. That would be the most satisfying way to take the troll out. This is the future. We don't want to take him out. For our show, we do not. No. (laughs) 
Everything I we just need said him for four more months. <laughs> Everything I just said was a joke. We're we actually need- trying to go to the Olympics in South Korea so we can taunt him from the border. Yeah. Oh, that'd oh, be that awesome. would be so yeah. fun. I want to get that mask that's floating around the internet, the uh, Jim Kong mask, oh, the Donald Trump, Putin, and the Jim Kong mask. I think we should get those and go stand at the DMZ. <laughs> I'm thinking I could probably hit him with a Nerf Vortex football before he could hit me with a missile. Like, hey, You could hit his missile. You're right. <laughs> if that thing's flying at the speed of fart, it's not moving at all. His fucking shit. But they're not happy with what we did in Syria. No, I mean, war criminals happy. like war criminals, right? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the way it works. By the way, if you have not listened to our interview with Chaps from yesterday, Unreal. have to listen to it. From Chaps to Gary V. Pretty motivating week. This is unbelievable yeah. here in New York. I hate this city. I got zero hours of sleep last night. Some squad of children at 4.50 fucking a.m. sounded like they invaded my room like the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> they were screaming outside of the hotel, just screaming for no reason. Just 10 of them. 4.50 a.m. You didn't come out of a bar at that time. You're just ruining my life. You're just screaming. But that's what New York City is. It's just noise. Based on the Chaps conversation and the Gary Vee conversation, like, I'm ready to go. Let's Weatherford better go. bring it tomorrow. Weatherford's going to bring it. He that better guy, bring it. If I've ever seen a guy with energy, Weatherford's a guy with energy. Positive energy, too. Very, very positive. Former punter of the Jets, former punter of the Giants, Indiana kid from Terre Haute, Indiana. Now he's got this... Uh, go Sycamores. He's got a workout. He didn't go to ISU. He went to Illinois. Yeah, but it's Terre Haute. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this workout video called Armageddon. He is so jacked. He is a monster. Excited to talk to him. Real quick with the NHL, though. Pens, Rangers, Bruins. Yeah, I, I neglected the West Coast because of my East Coast bias, but the Sharks and Oilers are on tonight at 10, and the Blues and Wild. Blues are going to win? No, I'm going Wild. Fuck. Hockey teams have cool names. They do. They, they're doing it right. Good sport. They don't fuck around. Good names. Bad yeah. businessmen, though. We talked about that. Bad businessmen in the NHL. Well, I mean, technically, from a business standpoint, they're right. No, they're not. But we hate it. No, they're not. We hate the decision. It's not right. It's so small-sided. They're not exposing hockey. They're only exposing their teams. They're not worried about exposing hockey. Hockey is a sport that will captivate fans, not their team. Well, we didn't talk about this either, but the NHL created the whole World Cup to coincide with the Olympics. So that was their cheap, cheap phony replacement. Say, okay, you're not going to go to the Olympics. We're going to create the World Never Cup. Never in my life have I watched World exactly. Cup. Exactly. No one cared about the World right. Cup. Right. I watched no the Olympics. I don't watch World Cup. They're so they're not good businessmen. It's very small, short-sighted, not even, only wearing, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. They're worried about the cash that they're putting in players as opposed to the game of hockey. And that's when you're fucking up. Just like the NFL, they're changing football a lot to captivate new fans. They're forgetting their old fan base, which is going to be an interesting case study here in a few years. Hopefully, Gary will be able to buy them in 20 years. Hopefully, the NFL is still cooking in 20 years. I love football. I love the NFL. But with the way some decisions are being made, who knows if that's going to happen. Let's say, Nick, you wanted to go compete in the Olympics for your country. Sure. The best thing Pat could do is say, you know what? Yes, take a leave of absence from Ex- this. Exposing you is Go exposing out and us. be a hero in the Olympics, and fucking that makes his company, it puts it on the map. Exposing globally. you is exposing us. Yeah. What's good for the person, what's good for the gander is good for the goose. They say that. People say what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but you never think about the opposite way. What's good for the gander is good for the goose. I am one for one with gold medals. Just saying. World champion in here. Ball hockey. One. Yeah. Ball hockey world champion, representing the United States. Good for the goose, good for the gander. Go through that again. So everybody says what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And you think that means what? So it's like the leader is the group. The, the goose is normally, I, I think, viewed as the leader of the group, and the gander is the rest of them, right? But what's good for the gander is good for the goose, too. 
it's a more team philosophy as opposed to just a leader philosophy. Yeah. That's a fucking great philosophy. I thought Gander was a female. No. What's good for the, what's Doe, good for her is good for deer, him. A female deer. A mob. Is that a group of gooses? No. Th- what is a gander? <laughs> I think it's Gander's a mountain. <laughs> Hot fish camp. A, a gander is um, a, a male goose, right? I, I don't know. Unbelievable. How and we got here. a goose is the female. This a gander is, impor- is a male goose. According okay. To Everybody, us. I only bring that up because ninety percent of the world gets that. I thought a gander phrase was wrong. Group. This is like happy That's, wife. Most happy people life. think that. Most people think that. Like I thought. It, well, man, man, I might have changed. Well, it still works though. Because if it's good for one person, it's good for the other. So if it's good for the goose, it's good for the and gander. If it's good for the gander, it's so good for the people goose. see a flock of geese, and a lot of people will yell, "Gander!" Uh-oh. It's a gander of well, geese. You... No, geese is the plural. You had it right with geese. What is good for a man is equally good for a woman, that's, or whatever that's a man what can ever do, means. a woman can ever do. Happy wife. So you happy called life. me a woman. Thanks. We guys. just taught the world something Thanks. because that, don't feel bad. Taught me something. Ninety percent no of the world believe, or our country believe that that what is what a, the phrase. What is means. a group? Of gooses. What is I'm a hillbilly. You got to remember, I'm hillbilly. It's got to be a so. flock of geese. Yeah, it's a flock. Birds of Birds are flocks, usually. But boy, I thought it was gander there for a long time. I like mob. I like mob of a mob, mob of geese. geese. Yeah. That's what they are. Have you ever seen a dead goose? No, I've seen them try to cross a street. Though they take over a city street. They give yeah. no they, fucks. They take over a whole neighborhood. What is up with that? Have you ever seen a dead goose? They don't die. They're bad. They're bad. <laughs> They're the most don't give a fuck they don't animal. Die, they I've multiply. Ever seen they got that floppy neck. They're fine. They they don't care about anything. You stop traffic for us. Yeah. You come near our thing. We're gonna attack you. I've been attacked by a goose before. They're mean. They They're mean. Hiss, they, that Indianapolis River. I'm gonna punt highway. The fuck whatever out that goose. is, man. They own that. Yeah. They and they're own Canadian that. too. Yeah. This is Sorry. America's podcast. Welcome to the world of Barstool America. Steve Weatherford's on tomorrow. Listen to Gary V today. Watch the NFL playoffs tonight. Barstool Indy is now NHL playoffs. Barstool Indy is now Barstool America. We love Indianapolis. We love Indiana. But Indiana is just a microcosm to what's awesome in this world, and that's all of America. Thank you so much for listening. Steve Weatherford's on tomorrow. We'll see you then.